Hello and welcome to the Not Just a Lawyer podcast. We're going to have two back-to-back episodes, one coming out today, the other tomorrow. The first will be about the jury decision in the trial, DPP and Lehman, and the second will be following on from that, another jury-type matter, we'll be looking at the black direction. So these arise as things that I think might be of interest to the general public because there's been a lot of publicity about a sexual assault trial in the ACT involving two parliamentary staffers. Now, I'm not going to say anything about the facts of the case because it's going to have to go before another jury, I presume. But I'd like to let you know about the processes involved with juries. We've talked about it before on various episodes of the podcast, and this is a good example of some of the interactions that the courts need to have with juries and individual jurors. So let's go. I'm recording this podcast on the traditional lands of the Ngunnawal, Ngunnawal and Ngambri people, and I pay my respects to their elders past and present, and I acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. To give some context, juries who have needed to be discharged or juries who have not followed the rules have been a focus of great public attention in Australia before. Now, I'm not saying this to suggest that there's anything wrong with juries or jury trials, but just to give us some context, 18 years ago in 2004, there was a new trial ordered because two jurors had disobeyed a judge's directions in relation to sexual assault convictions of Bilal and Mohammed Scaff. So the New South Wales Court of Criminal Appeal overturned their convictions and ordered a retrial. And this information comes courtesy of the Sydney Morning Herald in an article dated May 6, 2004. The author is not listed. Now, what's happening right now is that there has been a judgment issued on the 27th of October in the matter of Director of Public Prosecutions and Lehrman. You can find that decision at 2022 ACTSC 296. And the decision was by Chief Justice McCallum, who was presiding over this jury trial. So what has happened is that two decisions have been made, in fact, One is to discharge an individual juror and two was to discharge the balance of the jury. I'll explain to you what these things mean and why they're relevant. And in a follow-up episode, which will come out tomorrow, I will explain one of the cases that is referred to in this decision. That's the case of Black. We'll get into the nitty gritty of juries a little more. As I said, I'm not going to go into the facts of this case because it's going to be reheard, I think. So what happened on the 27th of October 2022 is that Chief Justice McCallum gave a decision. It was a decision that was probably very difficult to come to because the decision was after a trial that had run for 12 days and had five days of deliberation decisions had to be made in relation to the jurors. Now, As I said, two decisions were made. One was to discharge an individual juror, and then the second was to discharge the entire jury. Now, what happened is that it is really important, and the judge made this clear on, in her estimation, over 17 occasions, it's really important that what the jury deliberates on is what was presented in court. I think you've probably all heard that before, but Her Honour gave some really 
uh, very clear instructions in my respectful opinion. One of the things that she said is that you must learn about this trial in this room in my presence. She said, if you find yourself getting curious and undertaking internet research or talking to people about their areas of expertise, think to yourself, well, Chief Justice McCallum isn't here, so I probably shouldn't be doing this. That is not a bad way of testing what you should hear in this trial. You should only hear the evidence in this trial in my presence when it comes before you in this courtroom. I hope that makes sense. Well, respectfully, that makes a lot of sense. And it seems difficult that the jurors could have misunderstood what Her Honour had directed them. Her Honour has said in her judgment that she explained to the jurors every day of the trial when they went home that they should not be seeking out publicity in relation to the trial, don't be Googling things and the like. And I very much expect that Her Honour would have gone back through the transcript when she wrote this decision, making sure that she did in fact give that direction every day. So unfortunately, what Her Honour has found to have transpired is that one of the jurors in the matter had in their material a, a, I was going to say scientific, but an academic article in relation to the prevalence of false accusations in matters like this, in sexual assault matters. And while Her Honour found that the content of the article really could have gone either way, it could have been used to support the defence or the prosecution, it became clear to Her Honour that extraneous material was in the jury room before at least one juror. Now, the decision goes into a fair bit of detail as to how that material was discovered. And I can assure you from reading the decision, it is extremely benign. Her Honour found that one of the sheriff's officers, when tidying up for the day, bumped one of the jurors' folders and this article became visible and no entry was made into the juror's folder. Nobody accessed it, but they were able to read the title of the article. And then subsequently, Her Honour was able to find out with the help of her associate what the article was about. And so in relation to that juror, because it was known that that juror had had access to that material, the decision was made to dismiss that juror. Then the court um, spoke to the juror at greater length to ascertain whether they had used that article in any way to try and sway the other jurors. And the juror said that they hadn't, but the court found that it was difficult to exclude that that had happened. Even if they didn't consciously use the article, you couldn't rule out in Her Honour's view that it might have been relied upon by that juror in making arguments either way to other jurors or just informing their own thinking on the matter. So unfortunately, the entire jury was discharged. Um, that was with the recognition, which Her Honour was very clear to give, that each of the counsel for the defendant and for the prosecution acted very properly when dealing with this matter and gave her on a great assistance and all sought to be extremely fair when the court was making this difficult decision. Now, it's my understanding from media reports that actually 16 jurors were impaneled in this matter. 
Um, and then four were let go at the time of deliberations because there was just such a strong concern about not having to have a retrial if one of the jurors got sick or something like that. So you can imagine that everyone involved in this would be quite upset. On top of the expense to everyone and the time involved, there's also the saying that justice delayed is justice denied. There is also the stress upon everyone involved, but most particularly upon the complainant in the matter and the defendant in the matter. All other witnesses involved would no doubt have found the experience very stressful as well. And given the media scrutiny of this matter, the prospect of another trial is probably extremely unpleasant for everyone involved. Her Honour pointed out in her judgment that in New South Wales, the conduct of the juror in taking that material into the jury room and indeed in actually accessing that material while a juror would be an offence under Section 68C1 of the Jury Act. We don't have an offence provision in the Australian Capital Territory, which Her Honour has pointed out in her judgment. She recorded in her judgment her gratitude to all counsel who appeared in the matter for the exemplary way in which they conducted themselves. Her Honour further said, The role of counsel in criminal trials, particularly defence counsel, is sometimes poorly understood. In this trial, all counsel have conducted themselves with the utmost integrity, fairness, honesty and perhaps most importantly, fearlessness. They are to be commended, not criticised for doing so. So, for all of the reasons that Her Honour gave, she discharged an individual juror and then she was bound by the circumstances in which she found herself to discharge the balance of the jury. So, that's the gist of Her Honour Chief Justice McCallum's decision on the 27th of October 2022. We can expect that another trial will be scheduled and I promised a follow-up episode. Tomorrow you'll be receiving an episode that deals with a direction given by Her Honour. It's a black direction and it comes from the case of Black and the Queen. This is a direction given by judges to juries who are deliberating. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Not Just a Lawyer podcast. You'll have a new episode arriving tomorrow.